This is Michelle, your Chief Hope Builder. If you're here, it's because you have a loved one in addiction and you want to find hope. Well, you're in the right place. We will help you go from havoc to hope. Follow along with us for 30 days in the book, Unhackable Moms of Addicted Loved Ones. This is a series. Each episode will include an interview with one of the moms who helped write the book. You'll hear parts of their stories and how they found peace and calm in their lives. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. The link to buy the book and to join our tribe are in the show notes. Let's get started. Thanks for joining. Hey, it's the Unhackable Moms today. I have Sandy Carmichael with me. Hi, Sandy. We're we're talking about day 15, energy, allocate your attention. Time is the most valuable coin in your life. You and you alone will determine how that coin will be spent. Be careful that you do not let other people spend it for you. Carl Sandberg. Wow. Have you ever let somebody else spend your time, Sandy? My son has spent so many hours of my time that I allowed, um, that I didn't recognize maybe, but yes, he has spent way more, I've given him way more access to my time than I ever should have. Yeah, I, yeah, I, for sure, for me too, um, with my son, but even other people in my lives where I've given something so much attention and then I've, I've burned up energy. And then I've looked back and thought, why did I, why did I just spend all that time that way when I could have spent it this way? Right. And sometimes we're so caught up in the drama or um, the um, trauma of it that we can't even stop and really look at it from out further. It's because we're so close to it. We don't even realize what's happening. So this, this as a fixer, as a fixer, and I know that a lot of moms want to fix everything. We, I, I will say that I see a situation and see how I could help. And often I jump in and help without even asking that person whether they need help. And then I waste that time because they really didn't need my help. I assumed when I should have asked. Yeah, I, I'm like that too, Sandy. I think it's, um, I get really excited. I guess I like to help people. I don't know. So I have to, yeah, I have to be careful of that, of that too. And, you know, in our days, we only have so much energy. And I hear that a lot in Moms Letting Go, where there's a mom who says, well, I'm, I'm trying to be the good wife. I'm parenting my grandkids. My daughter's the sick one and she's taking up all my time and I have, I have to work because I can't afford everything. And so at the end of the day, she's like totally spent. Um, it happens. It happens to a lot of us. So we have to conserve our energy. There's a, a spot in, in the day today. It says in the space below, identify one thing you can pre-decide right now, something you can pre-decide um, and it'll help increase your energy because you'll have one less decision decision to make. So what did you think about? What did you write in that space for this day, Sandy? Well, I said that I would work to set calendar reminders in my phone for when I exercise. 
Um, because when I exercise, I listen to podcasts, I watch YouTube videos. So I kind of get two for one while I'm walking on the, I usually walk on the treadmill, especially now as it getting, gets toward winter. And so as I'm walking, I can do that. But if I don't put a reminder in my phone and commit to that, then it gets to be 10 o'clock in the morning and 11 and one and two. And by dinner, I, I'm all out of energy and I don't want to walk anymore. And so um, but if it's not in my calendar, if it's in my calendar, then it's a date and I'm going to do that. So that's wow. one of the things that I That's great because we were just talking about the day before or what you put into your life. And Sandy is like the perfect example of inputting those positive things in her life, multitasking, if you will, but doing it intentionally. So just to dig into that a little further, because not everybody might know how to set their calendar alert. So what calendar do you use on your phone? Just curious. I just use the Google calendar that comes with when you have a Gmail account, then there's a calendar that goes along with that. And um, <clears throat> for years and years, as many of us did, I had a paper calendar and I couldn't leave the house without the paper calendar because my life was in there when I was teaching and had my kids were in activities you know, and as many moms watching this have so many things every single day that they have to do. And I was really hard pressed to move digitally because I wanted it in my hand. I wanted the paper piece. But once I did put it into my phone um, and into a digital calendar, then it just went everywhere with me. And I didn't have to remember to take that and um, it was very easy. Like if I have a dentist appointment, when I start putting in the six months later dentist appointment, it just pops right up. I change the time and it's very easy to go. So um, I always tell people when I have appointments, they'll say, do you need a reminder? And I'm like, nope, if it's in my phone, I'm good to go. Yep, same so here. And I don't want that card. But what mine does is, and I don't even know if I set this or if it's like by default, 30 minutes before I have an appointment, it'll go da da ding like it dings me. So I know, oh, and sometimes I've been like, oh, I have something scheduled. I didn't remember. So it's really good um, because normally I know what's going on in my day, but like you said, if I schedule it um, and that goes off, it, it's an alert to say, Hey, don't forget. Um, that you can is set those in most oh. calendars. And so sometimes I'll set one for 45 minutes before because I want to be able to get in the shower and get ready and that kind of thing. And then 15 minutes before because that's when I need to leave the house. So it helps manage your time so that you don't have to like one less thing that you have to remember is one less stressor. Right. Yeah. So if if moms want to know how to do that and they, they're not sure how, could they just go to like watch a YouTube video on how to set a calendar and Google calendar? Sure. Okay. Or just Google how to use a Google calendar. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, cause I don't remember ever setting mine, but it just goes off 30 minutes ahead. So it might be something that it automatically does unless you turn it off too on your phone. And, um, do you have an iPhone? I do. I do too. Yeah, when I was yeah. using an Android, it has the same features. <laughs> so I think you can use it on, you can use it on your iPad or any device that you have. Okay. Good to know. That is a great, great suggestion. I like to, um, when I go to the grocery store, I like to, I like to plan my meals, um, so that I, 
it's just one trip, you know, or um, for a while, we even had those meals three days a week delivered to our house, which was really convenient. Um, it, and it doesn't work for everybody. I, I understand that. I love the part that you just don't have to, um, there's no leftovers. Rarely are there any leftovers. Um, and they only send you what you're going to use. So you're not wasting. Um, that's really convenient for me too. If you're looking to, um, save your energy on, on meals too. Sometimes though, they can become pretty expensive, but like Kroger carries those home chefs, um, right in their, um, cold cases, not the frozen cases, but the cold cases. So they're convenient there too. Um, I was just talking with a lady from our church and she's, she and her husband are older and they're having a lot of health issues. And she wanted me to help her figure out how to order groceries online from Walmart. And her husband said, you know, oh, you don't worry about that. Why are you trying to mess with that? You know, like he was afraid of the computer. And she said, we have to start doing this. And I was so proud of her because she realized that that was going to be something that was going to save her energy. And she has back problems and lack of energy oh. anyway. And so, um, but for a busy mom, that was not available when my children were growing up. But boy, oh. I can see some huge benefits in so being able to do that. Isn't that so true? So my, my, one of my daughters uh, has a couple kids and she plans every week. She orders online and um, she just runs and picks it up at a certain time when she's picking up kids somewhere. She organizes all of that in her day. So the first time I tried it, I was, you know, I was like a little nervous because I had never done it, but she was helping me. I love that. Like, you know, um, She's teaching me how to do stuff. So uh, yeah, and that's a real good time saver as well. Um, so moms, be careful of how you're spending your time. And if you're not sure, you know, if you just at the end of the day feel like you're just so exhausted um, with worry or with doing stuff for your loved one, take some time to journal. And, and read what you write about how are you allocating your time and energy. And if you do this for even five days in a row and you see a pattern, it's, it's trying to tell you something. So figure out, you know, um, how you can cut your uh, time in doing something that is sucking the energy out of you instead of putting it into you. So is there another thought about that, yeah. Michelle? Sorry to interrupt, but I'm thinking what, why wouldn't we look at a plan a half an hour or an hour before we go to bed? I'm sure there are many moms like me who their head hits the pillow and then it's another hour or two or all night long when I'm thinking about what could happen, what might happen, what did happen. And it interrupts not only the ability to sleep, but our quality of sleep if we finally do get to, to go to sleep. Yeah. So like maybe to plan out what's your bedtime routine. Like I'm going to turn off all of my devices. I'm going to read for a half an hour. Then I'm going to listen to some calming mu music and do some breathing or some gentle yoga or something like that. And that's going to be my routine before I get in bed. Because if we go to bed after a text that upsets us from our addicted loved one, it, if we do sleep, it's not going to be restful sleep. So maybe thinking about a plan before you go to bed is a good idea as well. Yes. And here's the biggest one of all. Moms, 
turn your phone off before you go to bed. So often I hear, you know, oh, my son woke me up at one, woke me up at two. Well, why is he waking you up? Why can she get to you in the middle of the night? Your sleep is one of the most important things that you can do for yourself. There's nothing that you're going to be able to do in the middle of the night to save your person, probably. So turn off your phone so that any, and if you want, I always tell moms this too, before you do this, if it's something really new, then take the time to talk to your family and say, you know, haven't been sleeping really well. And I, I'm trying to conserve my energy. So this is new, but at X, at X time, like at nine o'clock at night, my phone is going off. So if you don't hear back from me or if you can't reach me, that's why. Um, but I will be turning it on at whatever time you want to turn it on in the morning. And you can reach me after that time. What? So what do you think it is, Sandy, that stops moms from doing that? I think just our greatest fear that something tragic is going to happen to our child. Um, and I think early on for me, it was, I have to be able to get his text because I have to be able to, to help him. I have to be able to fix his situation. And as I've gone through my recovery, we can't fix their situation. But I think our fears oftentimes um, do that. And, and oftentimes when a child is in an ad active addiction, they're not even necessarily making good sense when they text. And you don't, I mean, it may, it, it may come across to you as a horrible emergency and you're scared all night long and they text you and then just forget about it and go on their own business, you know? So those kinds of worries, I think, are what keep us in that cycle. Yeah. And a lot of times though, they don't even remember you know, texting right. or what they said. Yeah. Right. I, I think for me, um, mine was always about the grandkids though. I was so worried about them that I would just wait on everything in case, oh my gosh, I just wanted to go in and swoop them up and out of there. Right. Um, and so I would, you know, be attentive to that. Um, and I, and I still am, but because Ryan and Gellica are in a better place now, um, it's a lot easier for me, but um, I'm still, you know, a question for you. Did you ever feel like they used that to get you to do something that they wanted? Like, did they ever create an emergency with the kids so that they could get you to do something for them? Um, no, what, what they would do mostly um, early on in their marriage, um, I had a counselor say, you know, you're enabling them. But what'll, what would happen was on, um, I always knew like when they were going to party. And so I'd be like, Hey, can, can the girls come over tonight, spend the night or can, you know, a lot. And so I would always intentionally like keep them safe because I was worried about them. And, um, so yeah, they would then, it would then give them permission but, you know, to go party and then they wouldn't have that responsibility of a child. But I think, you know, one, one day my four, she was three or four at the time said to me, Mimi, they locked me in my room and they were outside and they couldn't hear me banging and crying. And, um, I, I tried to talk to Ryan about it and he said, oh, she's just telling you stories. 
And it was just so hard for me that I knew that mom and dad were both going to be in cahoots together. They were going to support each other no matter what. And that, um, you know, and it's not, it's not that they're bad parents, um, but when the addiction rules their brain, they forget their priorities. Right. And I knew that, um, but I couldn't, I mean, it wasn't at a point where I really knew what to do. And, you know, I look back on that and even my daughter-in-law said, would you do anything different? And I, I don't know that it would have mattered like, cause well, Lana's 17 now. So that would have been like 13 years ago. Um, they, my son and daughter-in-law weren't ready for me to sit them down and say, Hey, I think you have a problem. Um, they were in denial. And so to them, they were just partying and having a good time. And how did, yeah, I don't think that you enabled them at all. I think they were going to do their partying no matter what, what you did was rescue the children. And there's, that's a huge difference, Michelle. That's a huge difference. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. I couldn't always, cause I didn't always know when they were going to party. Um, yeah, I have lots of stories, but we won't go there because it'll zap my energy and we're in a good place today. So, you know, and that's the other thing is, you know, if, if moms, if you're struggling with trauma in the past, um, and that's keeping you from moving forward in a positive way, um, talk, get in support, you know, find a therapist, find a support group. We have one, um, Sandy's a part of that, but even if it's not our support group, um, look in your community, there are support groups in a lot of different places, um, and just plug in because, it's real, you know, it's raw, it's pain and you've lived it. And so therefore you worry and you grieve, um, about your child. So, um, we don't want to take, we don't want to make it sound like it's not a big deal because it is, but if we have a choice going forward and how we spend our energy, that's where we're at today. And, um, allocating your attention, you know, focusing on what's important to you and to your healthy life. So any closing words, Sandy, on that? I just think that the way we spend our time does impact the quality of our life. Um, And when I feel down and I allow myself to kind of wallow in that, um, It doesn't necessarily help. And sometimes when I'm noticing that beginning to happen, I need to say, and I say to myself, so how long are you going to do this, Sandy? And, you know, what are you going to do to get out of this kind of funk? And I kind of make a plan and it's okay to be down for a while, but, and, and it's okay to, because that's a lot of that is grief and the grief process. But if it's when you don't get back up, it's when you stay stuck. It's when you don't make a decision to do something different. Maybe you can't do something different 15 minutes from now, but maybe in an hour you could. And so thinking about it that way, um, I think is very, has been very helpful for me. And then, and then applauding yourself for doing it. You know, somebody posted in the, in the group, how she was so down, she couldn't even get up off the sofa and then she made herself get up and she created something. I don't know if it was an art a drawing. And um, I, I sent her a little note and I said, I'm so proud of you because even though you didn't want to do it, 
you got up out of the chair and you did it and you found joy in something. Right. And she wrote back and she said, oh, I never thought of it that way. So moms, we need to think about it that way in that pat yourself on the back, right? And give yourself grace. And then when you do lean into pushing yourself to do something, notice that and um, give yourself a go girl. Yeah. An applause, right? So, um, well, Sandy, thanks so much for being a part of today's day. And you always boost my energy because you're such an encourager and you, you help me see things that I don't always see. And so it, it's just really helpful in my continued healing. Tomorrow is uh, day 16, assess your pain. So we're going to talk about, you know, where is your pain and understanding where that is, um, is important toward healing too. So God bless. Thank, thank you for um, joining us today. And we look forward to being back with you on the next day. God bless.